If you have a mental health condition that is misdiagnosed, your treatment may actually be making you worse. And this should freak you out a little bit, to be honest, because the tools that we use to diagnose various mental health conditions are not foolproof. They aren't 100% accurate. They rely a lot on the judgment of the clinician, and we do, unfortunately, get it wrong sometimes. Two conditions that are surprisingly easy to confuse for one another are major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder. In some ways, these things may seem like complete opposites, but they actually have quite a bit in common, and that's where we're gonna start today. Both major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder are considered to be mood disorders, and that means that people with either of these conditions will have mood episodes or mood states, which are discrete periods of time lasting at least a week or two, sometimes much longer, in which their general emotional experience and affect are not completely consistent with what's going on in their lives. In other words, they may feel extremely depressed or in some cases extremely excited and extremely happy when nothing has really changed in their life from a few days ago when they maybe felt fairly normal. Both major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder involve depressed mood or depressive episodes. And there is absolutely no difference in what the depression for someone with major depressive disorder looks like and what someone who has bipolar disorder looks like. The depressive episodes themselves are indistinguishable from one another. So those will give you absolutely no insight into whether a person has major depressive disorder or bipolar disorder. But it is extremely important to get this diagnosis right because major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder are treated very differently. Both can be treated to some degree in therapy. Therapy can help a lot with the symptoms of a depressive episode. Therapy isn't gonna typically do much for someone in a manic episode because the state of mind that they are in, they typically just aren't very receptive to therapeutic input at that time. But both major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder can also be treated effectively with medication, but they require different medication. Major depressive disorder is typically treated with, as you might guess, antidepressants. And these are medications that usually provide somewhat of a mood boosting effect and kind of raise your average mood so that the depressive episodes you experience are less frequent, shorter in duration, and less severe. If a person with bipolar disorder, which means they, we'll break this down a little bit more in a few minutes here, but that means they experience both depressive episodes or periods of low mood and manic episodes or periods of high mood. If a person with bipolar disorder takes an antidepressant, which tends to lift your mood, it will improve their symptoms of depression, just like it would for someone with major depressive disorder. But their manic episodes, their periods of elevated mood, can actually get worse. They can be more frequent, they can last longer, they can be more severe. And believe it or not, statistically speaking, manic episodes are actually more dangerous than depressive episodes. So if someone with bipolar disorder takes an antidepressant medication, it can actually put their life at risk pretty severely. On the flip side, this does not happen as often, but it can happen. If someone with major depressive disorder is misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder is treated with mood stabilizers, which kind of truncate both extremes of mood and put you more towards the middle. 
If someone with major depressive disorder takes a mood stabilizer because they've been misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder, it may not necessarily make them worse, but it's not going to help with their symptoms of depression nearly as much as just a straight up antidepressant would. And so their treatment is ultimately going to be less effective in managing their depression than it ideally would be. Before we go any further, I just want to really briefly define these terms that we're talking about, major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder. I have done a much longer and more thorough piece of content on the symptoms of major depressive disorder, so if you want this really broken down in detail, please check that out. This is going to be a super quick summary. So major depressive disorder is what most people just call depression, and it means that you have periods of depressed mood where your energy level your enjoyment of your life, your motivation, uh, you, just your general ability to like feel good and have positive experiences and get things done are all very low. And there hasn't been some big problem or stressor in your life that would obviously result in you feeling that way. Some of the symptoms of major depressive disorder include disruptions in sleep. Sleep can go up or down. Disruptions in appetite. That one can also go up or down. Difficulty concentrating inability to experience pleasure, intense feelings of worthlessness and guilt, difficulty concentrating, extreme fatigue, major increases or decreases in energy, and some level of suicidal ideation. And it's said to be a depressive episode if it lasts two weeks or more, uh, at least most days, two weeks or more. Everybody has like a day or two every now and then where they feel some configuration of the way I just said. If it's, if it's very brief and you can shake it, you know, fairly quickly, it's not necessarily a sign that you have major depressive disorder. Bipolar disorder is when a person actually has three different mood states. So again, really quick backing up, major depressive disorder, we have depressive episodes, which I just briefly defined for you, but we also have periods of normal mood. So people who have depression usually have periods of time, sometimes they're short and few and far between, sometimes it's most of the time, where they feel all right where things are going okay, where their mood is pretty stable. I mean, assuming that whatever's going on in their life is pretty stable. Their mood is consistent with what's happening in their life. And that's considered a period of normal mood. So if we have depression, we have depressed mood and normal mood. And we're kind of going back and forth between these two states. People with bipolar disorder have three distinct mood states that they go back and forth between. And two of them are exactly the same as depression. This is where it gets tricky. People with bipolar disorder have periods of depressed mood, periods of normal mood, and periods of elevated mood or manic episodes. There's also hypomanic episodes and mixed episodes. Very, very complicated. We'll get into that on another day. This is gonna be short, sweet, and to the point. A manic episode is basically the opposite of a depressive episode. And that's why they call it bipolar disorder. So if you think of like the North Pole and the South Pole, right? They're on opposite ends of the planet. Mania and depression are on opposite ends of the mood spectrum. So if depression is when your mood is very low for no apparent reason and you have low energy, low motivation, don't enjoy things, mania essentially is when your mood is very high for no reason. And it's not high like, oh yay, I'm having a good day. It's like people who are around you, if you're manic, they'll be like, this is kind of strange. Like your, your mood seems too good. People when they are manic tend to feel euphoric or grandiose or unstoppable or invincible or even like godlike in some situations, it can vary in intensity from one person to the next. Some of the symptoms associated with a manic episode are rapid speech, people talking kind of like a mile a minute, what's called flight of ideas, 
which means your brain is generating ideals almost faster than you can consciously process them. Risky behaviors, we tend to be very impulsive and, and do things very quickly without thinking them all the way through when we're in manic episodes. We have a decreased need for sleep, which is different than insomnia. We'll break that down in a little bit here when we talk about the differences between bipolar disorder and major depressive disorder. Uh, we have what's called an increase in goal-directed behavior, meaning we always wanna be working on something. And, and everything we're working on feels incredibly important while we're doing it. Even if upon taking a step back, you realize like, oh, that really like didn't even need to get done at all. That really isn't that important. Sometimes irritability and anger can also come with manic episodes, especially if things stop us from doing the things we really wanna do. It can look a little bit like somebody drank an excessive amount of like energy drinks or maybe even pre-workouts, but it's not gonna go away after a few hours the way uh, like caffeine intoxication would. This is gonna last for a while. So it's the three mood states with major, or I'm sorry, with bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder is also sometimes called manic depressive disorder or just manic depression. It, that's that's an un, uh, unofficial term, but it, it's this, if you ever hear t people talking about manic depression, it's bipolar disorder. It's the same thing. And occasionally, I don't hear this term used very often anymore, but you may hear depression or major depressive disorder referred to as unipolar depression, meaning you experience one of the two extremes. You experience the extreme lows, but not the extreme highs with major depressive disorder. So one thing I wanna briefly highlight here is that it is not technically possible for a person to have both of these diagnoses. You cannot be, or I should say, you shouldn't be. I'm not gonna say you can't be, because I've seen it happen, but it makes no sense. You shouldn't be diagnosed with both major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder. Having those two diagnoses within the same person doesn't actually make any sense because a person who has major depressive disorder has depressed mood and normal mood, right? A person with bipolar disorder has depressed mood, normal mood, and manic episodes or elevated mood. So if you have bipolar disorder, all of the symptoms of depression are part of that diagnosis. So you've already explained why this person experiences depressive episodes by diagnosing them with bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder includes depression. It is a mood disorder and depression is a part of it. So it does not make any sense to diagnose a person with both because depression is completely redundant to bipolar disorder. It also doesn't make sense because they're treated differently. And so if you theoretically, if I'm your psychiatrist, if I'm your med provider, and I see that you're diagnosed with major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder, which one am I supposed to treat? Because they're treated differently. And if I treat your depression and put you on an antidepressant, your manic episodes are gonna get worse. If I treat your bipolar disorder and put you on a mood stabilizer, you're, I may not be treating your depression as effectively as I could. So if, if you've been diagnosed with both of those things, if it was two different people, one of them's wrong and they missed something. If it was the same person who diagnosed you with both, that is not a competent person. That is not somebody who should be diagnosing you or treating you at least as far as your mental health goes. So that's not that, that's not something that should happen. It does, but it shouldn't. Here are a couple key differences between 
bipolar disorder and major depressive disorder. Again, I know they might seem like complete opposites, but it is easy to mix them up. And you can kind of see why, because both can involve decreased sleep, both can involve irritability or anger. Obviously both can involve uh, depressive episodes, of course, but some of the symptoms that look like they are the same between these two diagnoses are actually a little bit different. Sleep is a big one. People with depression often have insomnia meaning they may only be sleeping a few hours a night. People who have bipolar disorder also may only be sleeping a few hours a night. So if you're just looking at like quantity of sleep, these things can look the same, but they are not. A person with depression who is experiencing insomnia and is only sleeping a few hours a night is exhausted. They are having a very tough time getting out of bed, getting going, being functional, because they are drained, because they need more sleep, and their bodies and brains are very aware that they need more sleep, but they're struggling to get more sleep because they have insomnia. A person with bipolar disorder, a person in a manic episode, does not feel like they need very much sleep during the manic episode. They might get two, three, four hours of sleep and wake up, and like the second they open their eyes after just a few hours of sleep, they already feel like they have been awake for hours. They feel like they've already had their morning coffee, like they can literally sometimes just jump out of bed and like start working or doing fun stuff or whatever within like two or three minutes of waking up. So during this period of time, during this manic episode, a person with bipolar disorder does not function as if they aren't getting enough sleep. They aren't and it will catch up with them, but it takes a while for it to catch up with them. For the person with depression, is already caught up with them. They are feeling it and living it every day. Another key difference is the way that the irritability or the anger looks. With depression, it's usually kind of this just globalized, like I'm not enjoying my life and therefore I, I kind of have this defensiveness or this like kind of prickly nature and I'm just not really happy with anyone or anything, including myself. With bipolar disorder, it's usually more of a frustration that they can't execute these big kind of grandiose plans that they have for the world or that things keep getting in their way like needing to sleep or needing to go to work because they have these really big difficult to achieve goals during this period of time and life keeps getting in the way. So it's almost like irritated that they aren't able to execute what's on their mind. Whereas a person with depression, it's just like, it's more of a resigned, defeated anger. I don't know if that totally makes sense, but that's how I see it in the people that I work with. Recently, there was a very small study done. So this is really preliminary. Um, but it did show some interesting potential insight onto another difference between depression and bipolar disorder. This difference can only be identified by real-time brain imaging. So it's not something that's going to be available in the diagnostic process currently, but I still think it's worth you knowing about. In this small study, it was less than 100 people, but they had people who had no mood disorders, they had people with major depressive disorder, and they had people with bipolar disorder. And they put them through a series of tests with real-time brain, uh, real brain imaging uh, engaged at all times. So they could literally see like what activity is happening in this person's brain while these things are occurring. And the one difference that occurred in cognitive functioning in these brain imaging tests between people with major depressive disorder and people with bipolar disorder is that people with bipolar disorder, even in depressive episodes, when everything basically looks the same, 
they had something happen in their brains where they blocked their perception of negative outcomes. In other words, people with bipolar disorder have a lot of trouble recognizing how the things they do or the path they're on in life could go wrong. Even when they are not manic, they have trouble with this. People with depression have almost the opposite problem, where it kind of feels like everything is probably going to go wrong, even things that maybe have a high likelihood of success. We tend to overpredict negative outcomes. So this is one promising but very preliminary and currently hard to measure way that these two diagnoses might be able to be distinguished from one another. I will tell you personally, as a psychologist who does diagnostic testing, I am very hesitant to diagnose bipolar disorder in someone unless I have seen them in a manic episode or heard them describe what clearly sounds like a manic episode. A lot of people come in for testing and you know they have these periods of elevated mood and, and they maybe get impulsive with their money or, or just feel a lot better than normal. It's hard to know if you haven't seen it whether that's mania or not. And there's a few reasons for that. If someone has moderate to severe major depressive disorder, that means they're having these periods of time where their mood is extremely low compared to normal, right? And eventually this person is gonna come out of that and return to a state of normal mood. If you have been really depressed for a long time and you start to feel normal or average again, by comparison, by contrast, that normal, non-depressed, but not manic mood state can feel almost euphoric because it's such a rise from where you were at before and you haven't felt it for a long time. I tell people often that it's very analogous to if, if you haven't been sick in a long time, feeling healthy or feeling not sick doesn't feel like all that special, right? It just feels normal. But when you were, if you've been really sick for a while, if you've had something really nasty for like a couple weeks and you haven't felt like yourself physically for quite a while, that first day when you wake up and, and you're not sick anymore and you feel like back to normal, it feels so good. It feels so amazing just to be healthy that you notice it. And it's like, wow, I feel really good today. Like it's almost weird how good I feel compared to how good I felt before, or how bad I felt before, I should say. That is something that can happen to people who have severe depression, is the swing from severe depression to normal mood is still a big mood swing. And so that can look almost manic by comparison, especially if they spend most of their time being depressed, because then that becomes normal to them and to other people in their lives. Like you're just used to seeing this person depressed. So when this person is not depressed and feels like pretty average for lack of a better term, other people, including that person themselves, might be like, whoa, what is this? Like, this is a very different mood state than what I am normally in. So sometimes I do see major depressive disorder misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder if the depressive episodes are pretty severe and pretty long-lasting and the normal mood episodes are kind of few and far between because they look really unusual by comparison to this person's normal mood state. A couple other common comorbidities or diagnostic overlaps with depression and anxiety that can resemble bipolar disorder are ADHD and anxiety. And basically for the same reasons for both. So if someone has anxiety and or ADHD, 
and they also have moderate to severe depression. The depression, often to some degree, can suppress the symptoms of ADHD and anxiety. Like, it's hard to be hyperactive when you're severely depressed. So a person who has ADHD isn't necessarily going to look, you know, visibly like they have ADHD when they're really depressed. Because between the disrupted sleep, the disrupted appetite, the fatigue, the lack of joy, the lack of motivation, the hyperactivity within this person gets almost like defeated temporarily by the depression. And so again, that depressed mood state lifts at some point, right? So now you see this person who's in a much better mood than they were maybe even a day or two ago, like a pretty dramatically different mood. And now they have tons of energy and they're restless and fidgety and, and talking all over the place and, and really just doing a lot and having a hard time sitting down or sitting still. And compared to what this person looked like a few days ago, you might be like, whoa, something has changed big time here. This looks like a complete polar opposite from what I saw before. And that could represent bipolar disorder. It also could be that what you saw before was severe depression and now you're seeing a person with normal mood who also has some symptoms of anxiety or ADHD that make them look you know, hyperactive or restless or fidgety or having difficulty concentrating. So those are really difficult differential diagnoses. Bipolar disorder versus depression and ADHD, or bipolar disorder versus depression and anxiety, both of which are super, super common. It can be really tough to tell those things apart. So just a few quick takeaways here before we wrap up for today. If anything I have said today has caused you to either wonder if you have depression or bipolar disorder, or if you've already been diagnosed with a mood disorder, if you find yourself after hearing this information questioning, am I diagnosed with the right mood disorder? Do my symptoms not totally fit what he just described? Does it maybe sound like I have the other thing? Are my treatments not working as well as I think they should or possibly even making me worse? If any of those things feel like they might be true to you, I think it's probably worth doing some additional testing. Now I'm gonna give an asterisk to this, and this is, some of you who've been here a while are sick of hearing me say this, but I'm probably gonna say it every episode because it's incredibly important for you to understand. Psychological testing is not an exact science. So I cannot promise you that if you go and visit with a licensed mental health professional, that you will walk away with a correct diagnosis. It unfortunately does not work that way. Our diagnostic terms are subjective, they overlap a lot with one another, and the tools that we use to assess these symptoms are very prone to error. I mean, mostly, to, to be honest, most of it relies on you, and that's not to say you're doing anything wrong, it's just that you might not fully understand or be able to articulate what's happening inside of you. And that's the only way we can really see what's happening inside of you is by what you can tell us and the degree to which you can let us in. So if that's something that's hard for you to do, and it often is for many people for many different reasons, then it's very possible to get misdiagnosed. It's not inappropriate or problematic to seek a second, a third, or even a fourth opinion, just like people often do with other medical conditions to make sure that you know what's going on before you initiate treatment. I mean, it's not really that much different than if you need to have a surgical procedure done. And one doctor says, I think we need to do this. And another says, I think we need to do this. And we're talking surgery. They're gonna like cut you open and change your body on the inside. You wanna make sure that they're gonna change the right things, right? 
Well, psychiatric medications also change what's happening on the inside for you, not in a like permanent physiological way, but they matter quite a bit. So if you feel unsure about any diagnosis, to be frank, um, but this one in particular, maybe get a second set of eyes on your symptoms or even a third set of eyes. And it, the tricky thing is it's gonna be hard for you to know who's right. You don't necessarily, you, you can't always go by like, well, where did they go to school or what degree they have or, or even what they specialize in. Like you would think if someone specializes in bipolar disorder, for example, that they're not gonna mess that up, that they're not gonna make mistakes. It doesn't work that way. I, I wish it did, but, but it doesn't, I'm sorry to say. That's why I would kind of go by whose explanation makes the most sense to you. So after any kind of psych testing, whoever did the testing should at some point sit down with you, review those results, explain what they mean, explain the diagnoses, explain the symptoms, and then help you make a plan for follow-up treatment. If someone doesn't do that at all, instant red flag because there's no point in doing the testing if they can't provide you with information from the testing that helps your treatment. If they explain to you what they think is going on for you and the description they're providing, you're hearing it and you're like, I don't know if that really sounds like what I experienced. That's not quite clicking. Like that's not quite matching what I feel happens on the inside. It's possible that that's a misdiagnosis. If someone is really able to accurately articulate your inner experience. If they can describe your pain and then put a word on it and say like people who feel that way usually have this diagnosis, that's probably the one I would go with. I know that's still kind of subjective, but that's unfortunately the world we live in in professional mental health. Treatment matters, treatment helps. Please don't get discouraged. Please try not to give up. I do know that that's hard. Keep trying, keep fighting and keep looking for that right diagnosis and that right treatment because it can make an entire world of difference. Take care.